Right, man, and welcome to another exciting episode of Sports Bears from an agent's perspective. Right, you're with your host, Zila, aka Chester Mbekela. And uh, yeah, uh, exciting episode that we got for you guys today. But before I get into that, um, I just want to talk about our affiliate, uh, Nintendo. All right, so. I'm sure all of you know Nintendo is probably one of the most entertaining gaming consoles um, coming out of Japan, you know. And I think living in Japan, I've really gotten to see just how big the brand is, you know. And um, yeah, for my part, I enjoy playing the video game and I got myself a Nintendo. But I've been here five years now, so about four years ago, I decided to get, jump on the Nintendo bandwagon. And it's, man, it's been so exciting, so amazing. Because the one thing I like about them is that they've got a lot of like nostalgic games that I played as a kid, you know. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, being a 90s kid, Super Mario was life to me. Whether it was on the Sega or just the normal TV games made by Konami, which were actually from Japan as well. Um, yeah, so those are the games that I used to live for. And, you know, just rediscovering Mario on the Nintendo Switch has been just absolutely amazing, you know. And, I mean, they've got other games as well, you know, games like, you know, Animal Crossing, um, Smash Brothers, and obviously the big one, which is also played, you know, within um, esports tournaments, you know, a game such as Fortnite. I don't know about you guys, but Fortnite is, um, it's arguably one of the biggest games in the world right now in terms of popularity because of the different missions that you get every single time that you play the game, um, action packed game. So yeah, so I just thought, you know, I just uh, talk about these guys and just really show that I root for them, you know, and another reason why I love the Nintendo is the fact that you know it's so convenient and you know it's portability you know being a sports agent i have to travel a lot to sports teams you know in and around tokyo and sometimes out of tokyo as well so for me being on those bullet trains sometimes it can get a bit tedious and there's only so much you can read you know and there's only so much reading one can do so sometimes you just want entertainment and i found that that's where Nintendo has been so helpful to me. So if you're a person who likes, you know, going on um, road trips and you want your kids to be entertained, I definitely recommend the Nintendo Switch, right? Um, and how to get this? The best intermediary to get it from, I've found, is Amazon.com, right? So on the description, I will be leaving a link where you can get the Nintendo Switch for a very reasonable price. Right. That's another great thing about them is that it's not expensive. All right. Okay. So um, that's enough in giving too much love to Nintendo. Okay. So on the next segment um, of the show, we're going to talk about. Um, so our topic today is we're going to talk about the role of sports psychology, you know, within the sporting industry. Okay. Trust me, you're going to want to stick around for this because. Um, yeah, you know, psychology is one of the things that's sometimes taken for granted or sometimes overlooked within the sporting world. And that is what we're going to talk about today. All right. So I'll see you guys after the break. OK, 
Okay, and welcome back. Um, as I said, this is episode number 32. We just keep climbing, man. We just keep climbing. Okay, diving into our topic for today. So today is, you know, the role of sports psychology, you know, within the realm of professional sports and sports in general. To start off, man, you know, in my opinion, I really believe that, you know, sports psychology um, is one of the most underappreciated and often overlooked, you know, success structure of a professional sports team, you know, based on the fact that when a team wins a championship, <laughs> everyone is, you know, quick to give credit, obviously the players and coaches, um, like, you know, your head coach, assistant coach, positional coaches, far, yes, they do deserve um, a lot of the credit. But what often makes me sad is how, you know, guys like the psychologists and life coaches are often overlooked. The physios get the love because they're always credited for, you know, helping the guys get ready on the day, making sure the guys um, are fit and ready to play. So the physios and sports scientists, they're cool because they always get the shout outs and the props. If not from the team, then from the players, you know. But, you know, the guys who are really behind the scenes in getting these guys right from a mental perspective, they are hardly ever, you know, given um, the flowers. So I want to take this episode, man, and to just um, say to anybody who's in sports psychology, who's a sports psychologist, that, hey, man, I see you. All right. So disclaimer before I carry on <laughs> during this episode, I am not a qualified psychologist. OK, but as I said, um, just like my previous episode about nutrition, what I'm going to talk about is based on my experience, you know, during my time when I was at the academy, you know, as a professional and semi-pro athlete and the sports, uh, sports psychology um, services I received, you know, from the guys who were hired um, on the team. All right. So everything I'm telling you is based on my experience and my interaction with sports psychologists um, that I got to work with and how important these guys are to the success of a team. Okay. Now, as I said, you know, beginning um, at the beginning of the podcast, these are the guys who are behind the scenes, you know, they're not looking for any shine. So that's why a lot of times they're overlooked and they're actually forgotten about. All right. Now, you know, when you're an athlete coming into the pros, um, you know, when you graduate from being an amateur, all you care about is getting your body right um, and just being fit. And you actually think that, you know, that's all you need for you to succeed as a professional. Granted, yes. Um, being in you know, perfect condition, being fit, taking care of your body is part of the process um, or part and parcel of being a professional sportsman. But, you know, you've got to have other pieces of the puzzles that are put together for you to become, you know, an, a well-rounded individual and one who's able to function on a daily, you know, within the industry you're in. Because, look, professional sportsmen, it's one of the most cutthroat unforgiving industries, um, I mean, close to the entertainment industry. Entertainment and sports are probably one of the most unforgiving cutthroat industries ever. 
literally where you could be on the top, like at the top of your game this day, and then tomorrow you're the laughing stock of the whole world. You know, that's the gift and the curse of, you know, having things like social media <laughs> and, um, and all these media platforms that are online is that you make one blunder in a game and that shit can go viral. And that's, you know, boom, your career could be up in flames within just a click of a button. You know, so that's pretty much um, what I'm trying to drive home. And that's what that's why, you know, the, the psychology aspect is important because sports psychologists are actually there to help the guys during the good times, obviously, but where you really see the impact of sports psychologists is when the guys do badly, you know, when the media is attacking them, when the newspapers, the new, you know, um, the television news outlets, when everyone has turned their back on this individual, the sports psychologist is there to literally pick up the pieces and make sure that this person gets back to their best, you know, because again, Pro sports is one of those industries where one day you can be up and one day you can be down. The rise and fall of it all, man, is it can literally happen within a split second. You know, one missed shot at goal or one missed penalty, you know, can literally change everything. And this is where the sports psychologists, you know, they, you know, they really come into effect. And a lot of the times, man, as pro athletes, you think, honestly, just because you're fit and you neglect the mind, the mind is neglected, which is a big mistake. You can literally train yourself into oblivion. You can get as ripped as, you know, as a township dog. And I promise you now, that's not going to mean anything if the mind isn't right. All right. So I, I just want to stress, man, just how important it is to make sure that all the pieces of the puzzle that you need to function as a pro athlete, you know, to be at the top of your game, they all need to be, you know, functioning simultaneously. The mind has to be right. The body has to be right. And then obviously, from a spiritual standpoint, you also need to be right within as well. That's how important it is, guys. That's how important all these elements and all these pieces are to make sure that you succeed on the field. If one is lacking, it'll show. Trust me. It will show. It will be exposed at some point. Sometimes you can mask it and sometimes you can get by. You can skate by. But at some point, you're going to need to take your game to the next level. And that's when... Um, you know, where you're lacking, like if you're lacking in terms of mental toughness, that's when it's going to be exposed. You know, that whole saying, cometh, um, what is it? Cometh the hour, cometh the man. And I remember when Blickies <laughs> at Tux used to say this, cometh the moment, cometh the man. Which means when the tough moment arrives, if you're mentally tough, as the man or woman, you will show up. Not the other way around. Not cometh the man, cometh the moment. Cometh the moment, cometh the man. 
this basically relates to you being able to face up to the challenge that you need to and being in the right frame of mind to do so. All right, so let that sink in. And if you're a professional soccer player, professional rugby player, basketball player, whichever sporting code that you play, sports psychology doesn't discriminate. It doesn't select which sport that it's effective in. You need sports psychologists in every single sporting code. I mean, they even have sports psychologists for guys in the esports industry, dude. They need sports psychologists to prepare those guys to be able to take part in a tournament because you got to remember, a lot of people think, yeah, esports easy. It's just guys playing video games. No, those guys are playing video games for hours. So they need the mental toughness to be able to withstand. You see, you get what I'm saying? You need the mental toughness to be able to withstand those hours. So sports psychology is relevant in every single sporting code. And I mean, another reason why they mostly, they, like teams, make sure that they have a sports psychologist or a life coach is because, look, at the end of the day, players are human. Coaches are human. Everybody on the team is human. As people, we go through things. All right. Never mind what, you know, obviously, look, what people post on social media, that shit is not 100% real. People post their highlights, their happy moments. People aren't going to post their sad times most of the time. They aren't. So my point that I'm trying to make is when you look at an athlete's social media page and they're showing all the highlights, them catching good passes, them scoring points, them scoring goals. Yes, those are the happy times. But they do go through things, whether it's off the field or sometimes on the field. You know, players sometimes lose form. Not because they're lazy or whatever happens. No, sometimes it just happens that, I don't want to say complacency sets in. It does happen sometimes where actually you're mentally exhausted and you kind of need a mini sabbatical, especially when you're in a sport that, um, you know, that covers the calendar year, you know, um, with, with like a lot of amount of days, a lot of amount of days. It's different if you're playing a sport that's going to be like three, four months, like up to six months, and then it's done. But now, because of the commercialization of professional sports, most of the, the sporting codes nowadays are all year round. You know, it's no longer how it used to be when we were at school where you would have rugby season, which would be, you know, from April until July or August. No, rugby season now starts in February and ends in December because of commercialization. You got sponsors now spending a lot of coin, a lot of money on the game. And that's advertising for them. So they need to see, um, they need to see that, you know, their brand being advertised within the sporting code or the team. Mostly within the sporting code. Like you have a lot of sponsors that sponsor the competitions. So they want a return on their investment. And you can't blame them. So the commercialization of sport has meant that, you know, you know sporting codes 
um, the sporting calendar runs longer. So now this is really where, again, the sports psychologists are so important because they need to keep these guys focused for a longer period of time. Your body becomes exhausted when you've been training yourself into oblivion. You've got to remember, these guys' training schedules, um, you get guys who are working hard three times a day because this is their job. It's no longer just playing it for shits and giggles or for fun. No, it's literally become your work now. And when you're doing this for months on end, the body becomes exhausted and your mind becomes exhausted as well. Okay, so the sports psychologist's importance is for them to be able to help the guys develop a sense of mental toughness to carry them through the season. I'll tell you this right now. Every single season, the team that is able to win the season, win the championship, win the tournament, it doesn't matter. The teams that are actually, that are actually able to do those things are obviously, yes, some element of luck of not having injuries does help, but it's usually the teams that have, you know, the players with the strongest, you know, mental toughness. The guys who feel that, shit, I'm tired mentally, I'm tired physically, but they're able to put their minds on autopilot to carry them through. It makes a hell of a difference, guys. It makes a hell of a difference. Because you do become exhausted. Because again, the players are human. All right? Okay, so those are just on the field um, sort of problems that players can go through. Now, talking about off the field problems. I mean, look, um, you know, players, are, you know, when they're in relationships, sometimes relationships go sour. Sometimes, especially when you're a pro athlete, man, your love life, <laughs> it's a whirlwind of emotions. You know, it is a whirlwind of emotions and it's not easy to be in, in a relationship sometimes, not because of, um, I'm not going to talk about people being unfaithful to their partners. That's got nothing fuck all to do with me. I'm just talking in a sense that because you're always traveling and you're always gone, sometimes you can just seem absent to the other party and that can cause like a strain on the relationship. You know, so that's what I, um, I mean when I say, you know, players, going through it in terms of uh, off the field, you know, with their relationships is because of their schedules, it can be tough. You know, it takes a special kind of woman, man, to, you know, to be able to cope with the, with the demand that some of the sporting schedules have, you know, for male professional athletes and vice versa. It takes a special kind of um, dude who's in a relationship with a lady um, who's a pro athlete and who also has a tough, you know, tough schedule. Or your partners in general, you know, depending on um, your sexual preference. It, my point that I'm trying to drive home is that it can get tough, especially when the other party um, can't really relate to the person's, um, you know, to the person's schedule you know, being a pro athlete, if they were, a, I always say that if your partner was a sportsman back in the day, even if they didn't turn pro, 
they understand the importance of the preparations that you have to take as a pro athlete. And thereby, that usually causes less friction within the relationship. All right? So that's, that's a point I'm trying to make, is that, um, yeah, it, it really can be um, a tricky one. And that's why you usually have so many players going through relationship troubles. I know when I was a player, I was constantly, you know, um, having a bit of, I don't want to say troubles, but it was constantly um, a tough thing to make a relationship work, you know, with a lady. It's because um, of the amount of traveling I was doing, moving from one place to another. It was tough. It put a strain on the relationships that I had, you know. And I completely understood um, the ladies who made a decision that, listen, I thought I could do this, but I can't. I got to think of my future as well. Um, and I would often tell them that, look, I can't expect you to give up your life for me. You know, obviously you have your things that you want to do. So if, you know, taking time for yourself is what you want, I totally understand. But me, um, this is what I chose to do. This is what I want to do. And I never, ever wanted to be in the position of choosing between sport and my lady because, yeah, that, that would have been a tough one. So most of the times, they would make the decision to take a step back. And I, I, had, to, I had to be okay with it. I had to understand. You know? And these are the things, now imagine, while all this is going on, you have an important game that you have to play. <laughs> it can be tough, guys. Like, literally. Never take your sports psychologists or life coaches that are in your team for granted because they're the guys who help you through all of that stuff. You know, and then obviously life challenges as well, man. Um, just personal challenges. Sometimes, you know, while we're coming into our own, we go through, um, I don't want to say I, an identity crisis, but you learn things about yourself, you know. And we all have certain insecurities. I don't care how confident you are. There are some insecurities that you have about yourself or the personality, or just you in general. All right. And sports psychologists, man, like the guys who really um, are committed to the team, they probe at these things and they really get you know, players to open up and really reveal what their deepest fear is so they can try and help them work through that. You know? And just... And then obviously responsibilities as well, because when you're in the pro sports industry, um, obviously you're earning a living. So you're going to have responsibilities. You know, some guys have um, families, you know, wives, wives and kids. Some guys are supporting, you know, families back home. Or some guys are supporting themselves. Their partner, you know, so those kind of responsibilities also can, you know, they can sort of make you feel overwhelmed sometimes. Let me put it like that. They really can make you feel overwhelmed, like, you know, um, to the point of, you know, getting a little anxious because now you sort of feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Who are you going to call? The sports psychologists, man. They help you through that stuff. 
All right. And then um, just to carry on, I'm just going to share a little story of my first interaction with a sports psychologist. So when I was in my final year of high school, um, we were put into this group called the Blue Bulls Elite Squad Under 18. So we were basically this group that was preparing to be selected for the Blue Bulls Under 18 to go play in the tournaments, respective tournaments, Craven Week, Academy Week, and so forth. And while we were in this group, they organized a sports psychologist to come and speak to us, you know. And that was my first introduction. I was like, man, in the pro sports industry, they've got guys who just talk to you. <laughs> but after that session, man, I came, I came out very different as an individual because for the first time, there was someone who was telling us as, you know, these big, tough, 18-year-old rugby players that it's okay to deal with your emotions. It's okay to cry if you're going through some stuff. Don't bottle it up. You know? So, yeah, I mean, we must have had, I think, about three or four of those, of those sessions and they really helped. They really helped because, look, they didn't just talk about feelings and everything. Um, the sports psychologist was also teaching us that was also the very first time i learned about the concept of getting into the zone you know being focused for the game literally blocking out the noise that was the first time i was introduced to that because before that man how i learned to play rugby was before the game you get psyched up you banging your you you know against the the lockers against the wall making a whole lot of noise and then it was then where the sports psychologist was like, that's wasting energy. Cut that shit out. If you're feeling happy, he's like, the more relaxed you are, the better the game you're going to have. The more you're going to bring out onto the field. Because by you calming your mind, by you calming yourself, you're getting into the zone. Fucking hell, that blew my mind, man. And when I started adopting that, whew, whew, <laughs> I promise you, um, yeah, it, it literally, it, it lifted my game up, definitely. As a result, it definitely worked because of the, the core group that took part in those psychology sessions that were organized by the Blue Bulls under 18. I promise you, everyone who was in that room, I think there must have been about... Um, about 20 of us who were in that Gauteng Academy of Sports, which was part of the Blue Bulls Elite Squad. Of that 20, I swear to you, about 15 of us at the end of that year had contracts, you know, with, with other unions, whether it was with the Cheetahs, I, was, I got a you know, bursary scholarship and offer from the Leopards, contract offer. You had guys, you know, getting offers from different places. So which means that psychology session helped. You know, so, yeah, man, don't, don't, don't ever take stuff like that lightly because the mind is also a muscle. And when you feed your mind with positive affirmations, they start to manifest in how you're moving in your daily life. You know, so that's how positive, I mean, that's how important positive affirmation is. And then a little story I want to share as well is so after I matriculated, so I had um, a bursary scholarship and a contract at the Leopards in my under-19 year. 
So I moved down to Potch of Scrum. And there I got introduced to two more sports psychologists, Um Percy and H. His name was Heinrich, but we called him H. I can't remember his last name, but we used to call him H. And H was part of our team and Um Percy was part of the under-21 um, team. And they were the sports psychologists. But a lot of times we would actually get Um Percy give us sessions as well. And these guys used to stress the importance of getting your mind right, you know, before the game. You know, they shared a lot of like important quotes from famous top pro athletes, you know, like Magic Johnson's and how Magic Johnson in his rookie year, when Kareem Abdul didn't turn up for a game and everyone was like, where's Kareem? Where's Kareem? And Magic was, and Magic, um, Magic just stuck his hand up and said, hey guys, I'll be Kareem today. Imagine that. The rookie in the team. The new guy in the team. Puts his hand up and says, guys, I'll take responsibility for today. So when Percy and H were always sharing, um, you know, knowledge from the, you know, the best athletes to ever do it your Magic Johnsons, your Michael Jordans, um, Ernie Els, you know, the Tiger Woods, you know, guys who pretty much performed at their peak for a long period of time. How do you think those guys did that? Those guys were definitely working with either life coaches or psychologists for them to be in that mind frame for such a period of time. Because I don't know if you watched The Last, um, Last Dance by Michael Jordan, but he even explains that by the time he won his sixth championship, he was so exhausted physically and mentally. Because you've got to remember, this guy was putting in the work. He was the first in the gym and last one out, doing that consistently in all the other five championships. So when he got to his sixth, I mean, it could have been easy for him to just throw in the towel and be like, fuck you know, fuck, I've already got five other ones so I can just take it easy and see how this one plays out. But no, his mental toughness carried him through and the team to win the sixth championship. That is how pivotal and vital sports psychology is within the industry, guys. You can't perform at the top of your game. You can't perform at the top of your game if you're not in the right frame of mind. You can have one good game, but to be able to do that consistently, that takes mental toughness because distractions are there. The noise on the outside is there. Self-doubt is there, but to be able to block all of that shit out and carry it through, that takes mental toughness. And then after I left Poch, um, and moved to Tux and played at the Tux Bulls Rugby Academy. Um, we also had psychology sessions with um, David Manuel. So David was one of our mentors and coaches. And it was amazing, man, because what Dave... Dave had a, a more different approach to um, the previous sports psychologists I'd worked with. I guess because Dave wasn't a qualified sports psychologist, but he did it from a mentorship point of view where Dave would you know we would have our psychology sessions we try to have it in like a very comfortable setting usually at the rugby house sometimes if it was summertime 
we would have, we'd be having it during like um, um, a barbecue or a braai. And, you know, and he would just try gauge and find out more about you, the person. Forget about what you do on the rugby field. Like he'll ask you, man, just stuff about your past, stuff about your life, um, your relationship with your girl or your partner, whoever you're with. Um, and then he would try, I guess, give advice, you know, brotherly advice, older brotherly advice. And I mean, I appreciated that. It really, it really did help because it helped um, me as a young man open up and talk about, you know, my struggles with my relationships um, with the girl I was dating at the time. Um, and I mean, this was back in 2009, um, you know, but to be 21 and be able to, you know, share those kind of things and have someone listen and give me advice, it helped, you know, it really made a lot of difference. Um, and obviously we would talk rugby as well. And Dave would also try gauge like, what is your, what is your mission? What is your dream with the game? Where do you want to go with the game? You know? So, yeah, man, he, he, had, he, he got a lot of guys to open up about their past, um, especially us players of color, you know. Um, you had a lot of guys really tell some really, some real stories, you know, stories that will make you um, appreciate the kind of life you had growing up. You know, so, yeah, it, it was some real ish, man. It was some real ish. But it got us to talk. It got us to open up. Um, and yeah, and I think as men, we really need to be doing that a whole lot more. You know? So again, to you, um, you know, professional athletes listening to this, just do yourself a favor and study your, how can I say, the player that inspires you the most who's playing at the top level. And I guarantee you, if they're not working with a life coach, they are working with the team's sports psychologist. Your Cristiano Ronaldo's, man, your Messi's. You also got to understand that these guys, as much as they've experienced a lot of um, triumph, they've also experienced a lot of failures as well. So how do you think they bounce back from that? How do you think your Mbappe's bounce back from failure? They talk to someone within the team, a life coach or sports psychologist, and he lets them know that, listen, the sun will shine again tomorrow. Right now, you might be the laughing stock of the media, but I guarantee you, you can bounce back tomorrow. All right? So don't take these guys for granted, man. I love sports psychologists, and I actually enjoyed my interactions with the sports psychologists because they really got to find out who you are as a person, you know? And before um, I went to the Rugby League World Cup as well, Students Rugby League World Cup, uh, representing South Africa in England in 2013, um, we organized uh, a psychology session with a life coach slash sports psychologist. And this guy was amazing, man. I can't remember his name for the life of me. But yeah, he's a South African guy. But fuck, man. He really, 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 um, you know, got us into the whole mental prep and got us into a you know prepared mind frame of what we were about to endure. Because I promise you, that Rugby League World Cup was tough. But we went in there with the right frame of mind. And we, and we did well for a country that was not ranked at all. We literally went from not being rated, not being ranked, 
and we finished off the, ton- uh, the tournament in fifth place. Guys, we finished in fifth place. And you got to understand, South Africa doesn't even have a professional rugby league uh, competition. So you literally took guys who came from rugby union backgrounds, you put them in a team to go compete against guys who signed professional contracts to play rugby league in England, rugby league in France, rugby league in Australia, rugby league in New Zealand, rugby league in Wales. We were up against guys who have been playing professionally for years, but we still bodied a lot of the teams. And that's because we went in there with the right frame of mind. We went in there, we were in the zone, man. All right. Um, It's still one of the most fascinating stories. And I even wrote a book about it because I believe that these are the stories that deserve to be told. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But um, yeah, so just in closing off, man, I'm just going to close off with a few pointers. Um, That, yeah, listen, at the end of the day, to assemble a team, whether it's a team of men or a team of women, you know, it takes... It takes a lot of work because you are literally bringing together different personalities that, you know, that all have different pasts. You know, everybody, everybody has some form of trauma that they're dealing with that happened in their childhood or in their past. Now, to assemble these individuals within a team and to get them to buy into the culture of the team and the team goals. You need more than just making them run and hit the gym and do drills and skills. No, you need to connect with these guys, um, inner beings. You need to connect with them as people. And this is the role that sports psychologists come and do. They really get the guys to gel together and to buy into the team culture and to buy into what the team is trying to achieve together. to try to get the guys to have, you know, as much of a similar mind frame as possible. You know, so that's how powerful sports psychology is. That is how powerful it is. All right, guys. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, um, yeah, we talk psychology today because it is an important aspect within pro sports. But... Uh, Yeah, you've been listening to Sports Biz from an agent's perspective with me, uh, Chester. And always remember what we say, man. All the content I bring you on here, we don't only talk sports, but we lived it. All right? Take care of yourselves. It's a beautiful, warmer day in Tokyo. It's springtime now. Um, Yeah, it's starting to get a little warmer. I'm excited for the summer. I'm excited for the year. I can't wait to see um, what develops over the season. The season's begun, this side, for professional soccer. The J-League is on. So later on, I've got to go to a game. Um, but yeah, wherever you are in the world, man, whether you're a professional soccer player, professional rugby player, professional um, basketball player, whichever sport, golf, tennis, just always pay attention to, um, to your psychology, you know plays a massive part in your success as an athlete.
All right, guys, I need to head off. Um, take care of yourselves. In Japanese, when you say, see you next time. Oh, yeah, I've also been learning Japanese. Um, so in Japanese, if we're going to see you next time, we say, otsukari sama desu. Otsukari sama desu. See you guys later. All right, cheers. So, are you an athlete? Are you a coach? And are you a sports team looking to advertise your roster spot within your team? I'm glad you know you answer these questions because there is a platform where you can do these things. All right. Introducing to you Limitless Athlete Membership. Now, what is Limitless Athlete Membership? Limitless Athlete Membership is a social network platform where professional or semi-pro or amateur players, coaches and teams can all um, sign up and interact with each other and basically connect with each other. Right? Limitless Athlete is a platform that allows all three parties to basically interact and connect without the intermediation of an agent. So this means that simply by signing up for free on the platform, athletes are able to connect with teams and negotiate their own contracts. Coaches are also able to connect with teams and negotiate their own contracts as well. Teams, the benefit for teams is that teams can sign up, create a profile, advertise themselves, and also if they need extra advertising, they can get in touch with the platform support where they too can also promote the team's roster spots and give them maximum advertising. I definitely recommend this platform because, you know, with the way the world is going today and with so many, you know, footballing vacancies all over the world, there simply aren't enough agents to make all the transfers. So that is why we created this platform to enable teams to be able to recruit uh, locally and internationally and also to give athletes and coaches a chance um, to take their careers you know in their hands and to take control of their careers so if you want to access the platform you can get it at www.limitlessathlete.net that is www.limitlessathlete.net I will also include the link on the description of the podcast below. All right. So if you're a professional player, a semi-pro player or an amateur player looking for an opportunity, you can sign up for free on the platform and create a profile. Make sure to include images of yourself and your video footage. Same as if you're a coach, make sure to sign up for free and include details of yourself your playing CV, and also images and maybe videos you might use to coach. Many coaches do it nowadays where they upload videos to showcase their skills. And if you're a team looking to advertise, make sure you get in touch with the platform support. And I'll say the website one more time. It is www.limitlessathlete.net. And then for coaches and players looking to better themselves off the field, there is an online digital marketing course which is available on the platform. On the digital marketing course, 
uh, learners can learn how to do things like web designing, social media marketing and social media content creation, learning about Google ads, learning about search engine optimization, which is a crucial skill to help your website rank higher on search engines. Learners are also able to learn web design with uh, building a streaming platform. So this literally means that you could learn how to build your own Netflix or your own YouTube or streaming platform. All right. So these are the additional benefits of um, using a platform like Limitless Athlete Membership. I definitely encourage it. I wish when I was a professional and semi-pro athlete that I had had a platform like this, which basically serves as a mentorship and something that helps me to better myself off the field. And then the last additional benefit that's been included in the platform is that we now invite corporations who want to list uh, job vacancies to please sign up on the platform as well and use our off the field job board. This is for corporations that are looking to hire retired or active athletes. All right. So I hope, um, yeah, I hope if you're, if you're a player, if you're a coach um, and also a team that's looking to market themselves, this is the best platform for you. And all these services can be done without the intermediation of an agent. You just simply click on the website. There's a how-to video, how to use a website. And from there on, you can take control of everything. This is basically a tool that gives power back to the athletes, coaches, and teams. All right. So I hope you guys become members. Good luck on your sporting journey and give it all. Thank you.